Hey, hey. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Welcome to Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm Kirsten Galfan, your host. I started my company, Fitness Inspired, in 2008. I have my master's degree in exercise science. And yeah, I started my company with the mission and the vision of making changes you love to live with. And I'm so excited to continue doing that every single day. And I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Hey, hey, Katie Larson, you're back on the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I was just going to say your first name. And then I was like, no, I must say her full name. So people know you're the physical therapist, Katie, because there's, there's several Katie's and even in the fitness inspired community. And there's another instructor named Katie's law. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we don't want to confusing. It is fun. Yeah. Anybody born in the eighties, pretty much (laughs) got the name Katie. There was a lot of us and that's fine. It's a good name. Yeah. Great name. Uh, We are going to get right into it. I'm excited about what we're talking about today Um, because so often we have, at least this is the way it works for me and I've noticed other people too. So often we let things go, 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 go until it's a real problem. Yes. Do you ever see that in your line of work? A hundred percent. A hundred percent of the time. I, it's very rare for us to see someone who had an injury last week or two weeks ago. A lot of people wait for it to get better on its own and then it doesn't. And then by yeah. the time they come to us, it's been six months. Right. Right. So. And you've explained some of the reasons why, but we know that a lot of times we're doing something in normal life that's making us vulnerable for an injury or for a bigger problem. Yes. A hundred percent. The biggest, and I think I've said this a few times before, but the biggest kind of culprit with pain is repetitive movements and repetitive movements that are not necessarily being done properly. So kind of the combination of the two repetitive movements are a problem, um, but worsened if you know, Hmm. you're doing it the wrong way or without. Okay. So I want us to think about like right now, I just, if it's safe to do so to close your eyes and check in with your body and notice like where you carry tension, where you notice, if you notice any pain right now and just like become aware of what it is, how it feels. So we can kind of dive into some specifics with you. And then before we like open our eyes and try to work through some you know, common points of pain and uh, things like that. I want you to think of the last time you were like, oh, oh, that hurt. Like, think about a time when you were maybe like stressed out or, um, or at the end of the night, you're sitting down on the couch. That's when I notice my things because every other moment of the day, I'm just like going and doing my thing. So like, think about when you go to sit down, where do you feel it in your body that you're like, oh, I just need what? What do you need? Check in with yourself. What do you need? Um, And I think, I think that can be so powerful if we, we do this every once in a while. Okay. So blink your eyes open. If you, if you do that with us 
And I want to hear um, some of the underlying pain. Let's talk about specifically you and I first, Katie. Yeah. Um, and then because no one is immune to pain, like right. it's like going to happen at some point. And if you don't have any pain right now, you know, that talk to us about that. Like if you, yeah. if you're like, I checked in with myself, I don't have any pain. What do you say to that? Awesome. Done. I think that's awesome. And so I think um, this was in the blog, what I'm going to talk about. So this is yeah. great. So if you yeah. forget what I said, you can read the article. Um, okay. <laughs> I think a lot of times um, with pain, it's good to not have pain, especially at a certain age, right? But everybody knows pain. I mean, if you've ever worked out hard, if you know, let's say you don't have that hip problem or back problem or neck problem that's kind of plagues, has plagued you for a while. Um, you have had a hard workout or you've run a half marathon and had yeah. to deal with kind of the after effects of what that does on your body. And this is a really good example because I feel like this, your audience can relate to this, like a really hard workout gives you sore for a couple of days. Yeah. And most people will respond to that in a way that helps your body. You're going to give yourself a rest day. You're going to keep moving because you know that moving is going to pump out that lactic acid and it's going to help the recovery process. You might sit in an ice bath. You might take hot showers. You might put ice packs on your legs or your back or whatever's hurting. You're going to take ibuprofen. You might go get a massage. I mean, I'm listing off a lot of things that you're going to do after you've had a pretty hard workout. Yeah. Um, But sometimes people forget about those things when it's kind of this nagging problem or chronic problem. So I feel like I uh, distracted myself from what I was talking about, but <laughs> I did totally. Okay. So that's the, I gave that foundation as like, even if you don't have pain right now, you at least can understand your body's reaction to pain and what right. pain they're from or for. Um, I think what's happened and I don't know when this started, but pain became a problem instead of a message to us mm. and somewhere along the way. Right. And drug companies, I guess, are probably, you know, part of the problem and part of the help, right? Like we all know that when we take ibuprofen at certain times in our lives, it's a great thing. It really helps. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but pain has become something that we want to shut down and ignore and we yeah. want it to shut up and go away so we can get about our lives. Mm-hmm pain is telling you something. Pain is telling you that something is not right. Something is not feeling good. It doesn't mean that something's broken. It just means that your body's saying, Hey, pay attention. (laughs) I don't like this. And then our jobs as functioning humans with minds and brains is to figure out what to do about it. Mm -hmm. And so I think like what the exercise you just did is really turning that awareness to your body and where the pain is. That's step one, right? Where yeah. is that problem coming from? You might have a problem. Your calf might be screaming at you, but when you sit down and think about it, you're like, Oh, actually, you know what? It's my calf. But it's also my hamstring and it's also my back. And, and you find that, you know, doing it downward dog, you're like, Holy cow, that made everything better. Yeah. Cause it targeted everything instead of just doing a calf stretch mm-hmm. against the wall or icing your calf, for example. Right. Um, So really thinking about where the pain is coming from. And even I think sometimes thinking back to where the pain came from. So Mm -hmm. like I've noticed this a few times um, a couple of weeks ago, I was hauling dirt and my arms were killing me after. 
but it was one of those things where I was like, why do my arms hurt so bad? Like two days later when I went to go do my workout. Oh yeah. I was hauling 40 pound bags of topsoil into my garden. That's what it was. And yeah. then your brain immediately relaxes and calms down. So pain is a stimulant for your nervous system. It's stimulating the um, sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight response of when there's a lion chasing you, pain is eliciting that same reaction inside of your body. But it's our job then to figure out, is it really a lion or is our brain overreacting. And so that example that I just gave about the topsoil would be a situation where, oh my gosh, my arms are killing me. But recognizing that it's normal, where it came from helps to then lower that that, um, immune system. Oh my gosh, that neurological response. It does help your immune system, but that's a whole other tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Not today, Katie. (laughs) That's not today. We're going to stick to the course. Um, Helps to calm that down though. And it normalizes the pain response in your body and allows you then So, in that example, and I'm just going to be really specific, obviously, but, you know, I was starting my workout. I was able to continue my workout and I didn't make anything worse. Right now, if I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, my arms are really sore. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's a sign that I'm getting sick. You know, like if you think Mm. of flu aches and pains. Right. Maybe it's a sign that something else is going on. And, and that's, again, I'm not going to dig into that, but yeah, paying attention to that is just really important. And maybe I do think, oh, you know, I do feel a little feverish. Oh, I do have a stomach ache. Right. And all of a sudden I actually have the flu, right. probably not going to work out. Or if yeah. I do work out, like I'm going to, it's really just listening to your body, which <laughs> is important in a lot of ways. But when it comes to pain, that's especially important. Mm-hmm. So step one, figure out, you know, awareness of your body and your pain. Step two, right. thinking about where the pain might be coming from. And then step three, do something about it. And that's let's, what we're going to try to do focus. something about it. Yay. So yeah. I love that you said pain is a message to us and let's get, get, you know, to like, what is the message telling us? I think that is so important. And so often we just like either like bulldoze through or, ignore and not notice, like, what is that pain coming from? So huge. Like if we just did that, like if we did the first two steps, we would be doing amazing, but we're going to take it one step further. And like, what are we going to do about these like common pains? Is that what we're going to talk about? Yeah, we can talk about common pains or even, um, yeah, let's talk about common pains. And even just, I think the important thing is most of us know what to do. You know, like Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times my patients will come into me and say, well, I was doing this and was that helping? Yes, it was. Oh, great. Well, keep doing that. Just do more of it. You know, don't just do it when it hurts. Stretch out, do this movement, do this strengthening exercise um, more often because it's helping you. Right. So I think sometimes people do know what they need to do. They just don't know how often to do it, when to do it that what exactly they're doing with that stress. And, um, I guess the other thing would be like, just as a side note, pain can be inhibitory. And so sometimes people don't want to exercise or strengthen because they don't want to make the problem worse, but it actually can help, especially like I'll speak specific to the lead to low back pain can help to use those core muscles or back muscles because it helps turn everything back on again to help support your back, which can actually make the problem better. So a lot of this is going to be, you know, very specific to 
a person's problem. Mm-hmm. Um, some people may be able to figure it out on their own. Some people may need the help of a professional, whether that's a you know personal trainer, fitness instructor, physical therapist, chiropractor. You know, there's a yeah. lot of massage therapists, mm-hmm. different professionals that could help with the problem, but figuring out what it is is the key. Right, right. And I love that you're empowering us that I've had to remind myself that a little bit lately, when I am just like, you know, I've grown up respecting authority, and I really respect like research and education. But at the end of the day, please put it through the filter of you knowing yourself. Yeah. Like when something is, you know, just go ahead and put it through that filter. And another thing that's really interesting is like, this has changed over the years. Like when we first got in the industry, um, even you and I both, yeah, they were like really more proponents. Like they, the powers that be the re- the, you know, doctors, everyone saying to, um, to do a lot more resting with mm-hmm. things than they're saying now. And it's like, you shouldn't blow through the pain. Like, stuff like that. Like, let's listen to the pain, but the answer is not to just like lay out for who knows how long and do nothing. Right. Exactly. And I'll use an example there too. Like, um, so let's use like a running example. Let's say you're injured. You like to run. Yeah. You run for an hour, but you're injured. You might still be able to run, but you might have to run for 15, 20 minutes. You might have to just do one or two miles instead of six miles. And I think that's the other place that people tend to like the pushing through thing. You want to do it, but you don't recognize that you can still do it. You just can't do it like normal right now because of the injury. It's not, it's just a right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And so keeping up with walking, with exercising, with running, like is still really important. Yeah. Um, Just not at the level that you can do when you're healthy. Right. Okay, cool. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. I wanted to introduce to you a few of my friends who are also entrepreneurs, small businesses who I think are making a great impact. Here they are. Christine Borst of Christine Borst Creative Studio here. I'm a professor and therapist turned creative entrepreneur, and I want to offer listeners of this podcast 10% off my Etsy shop featuring whimsical art and fitness inspired gear. Find links to my shop at christineborst.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, B as in boy, O-R-S-T dot com and follow me on Instagram at Christine Borst Creative Studio. Use the code FI2021 for 10% off your order. Hi, this is Courtney with Beauty Counter. On average, a woman uses 12 personal care products a day. This means we may be exposing ourselves to hundreds of chemicals and toxins before leaving the house in the morning. The personal care and cosmetics industry in the United States is unregulated which means that everything we use from deodorant to body wash, lipstick, mascara, is full of harmful ingredients. The great news is that it only takes three days of using safer products to see a decrease in your toxicity levels. Email me for more information and a 20% off code for Beauty Counter at cachambers3 at gmail.com. Okay, sweet. Now let's get back to our workshop. So let's talk about... You know, I can tell sometimes when I'm just like in a conversation with someone and I find this myself sometimes too, upper traps. Like if you're upper traps, I feel like that's a common place for us to carry tension and to, and then we're all 
you know, it's a chain of events and it can get worse if ignored. Yes. So let's talk about upper traps. So explain to us where the upper traps are and what your thoughts are. If when we checked in with our bodies, if we notice, hmm, my like right here is tense and I feel, oh. Yep. So uh, upper traps attach onto your cervical spine or your neck. And they go all the way down to the shoulder blade area. So they kind of work shoulder and neck. Um, If there's any issues there, upper trap tends to be involved in both of those. And a lot of times people will compensate faulty posture and positioning with sitting at a desk, talking on a phone, workouts, you know, how many times do you say every day to people like, keep your shoulders down <laughs> when you're doing your planks and your shoulder presses and your chest everything presses <laughs> and constant. So we tend yeah. to in um, upper traps with exertion and exercise without realizing it. And then upper traps are also an accessory breathing muscle. So uh-huh. if we're not breathing, like diaphragm breathing has a lot of attention with relaxation. If we're really stressed out and tense, and you're not breathing deeply, you're going to actually kick in upper traps with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes even just neck pain can be of stress <laughs> and not breathing properly. Yeah. That's shocking. Um, so with that, <laughs> like, no, really, it's true. Just, um, okay. So then what to do about it? I don't want to spend Okay. Real quick, real yeah, quick. Yeah. I have a specific question. So you said compensating. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a compensatory response a lot. When are you saying like, Oh, so like, okay, let's say you're doing, um, you know, shoulder, shoulder raises overhead okay. and you're pressing up a lot of times people will do this. Right. Oh, right. Instead right, right, of right. that keeping right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. With okay. an exercise or even like a bicep curl. How many people oh, yeah. do you watch do this? Like they just with anything, literally with anything, people tend to do this. Yes. Even people when they're like sh- thinking really hard or like yes. people tend to do this. I always call it the stressed out muscle. It's like you get stressed, you go like this. And it gets angry really quick because it's not supposed to be a big mover. It's not supposed Mm -hmm. to work all the time. And so it'll get really tense and tight. And then it can pull on your neck and then you can get tension and tightness in your neck, which then obviously leads to a whole other thing. Right. So so side bend stretches are helpful to to relax tight muscles. Mm -hmm. And I recommend holding all stretches for at least 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. That helps elongate those tissues. And if you can't hold it for that long, if it's really tight or painful, mm-hmm. um, then 30 seconds, work your way up to 60 seconds. Now I say this with a gigantic asterisk, because if you do have neck problems, um, it may make those worse. So this is not a one size fits all, mm-hmm. but if you find that the stretch is helpful, then you can do this. Okay. Um, and the other one I like is shoulder rolls, especially backwards, because that helps get your shoulders down and back. Right. And I recommend doing like 10 of those okay. um, to help loosen up and also to like retrain your body sometimes where mm-hmm. it's supposed to go. Like that down and back movement is like, oh, that it kind of feels good once you get back there. You're like, ooh, yeah. this is really good. Yeah. Because you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed right. to be here. Um, shoulder blade squeezes, just squeezing your shoulder blades back. So I'll turn yeah. around. Um, like my shirt. And just squeeze. Yeah. And then relax. And holding that for a couple seconds can be really helpful to just, again, align everything up, get those scap stabilizers working. Mm. So those are kind of the stretch strengthen. And then a lot of times these upper traps kicking in because your other scapular muscles are not. 
So lats are not mm-hmm. as strong as they should be. Middle trap, lower trap, rhomboids, all of, there's more, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. so working on doing like rows and yeah. pull downs and helping work on strengthening those muscles can be really helpful for not overcompensating with upper trap. Interesting. So upper traps kicking in because those muscles are weak and can't stabilize when you're trying to do overhead activities or yeah. like that. So Okay. That's really cool. And stretch and strengthen. Re- That'll be the theme of stretch. how to manage all this. <laughs> stretch and strengthen. That's the theme. That's the, um, okay. Awesome. I was doing, I was teaching a, some sort of plank series. This was a bit ago. Oh. And I was like constantly, whoever was in class, I was like, constantly really focusing on, you know, dropping the shoulder blades down. And then I was just really going crazy for whatever reason. uh, It was like really impactful this particular day for me. And I felt it in my lats so much later or like, you know, a couple days or a day later or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, that feels awesome because I would much rather feel it there Yes. Like that's the movement you want to happen in that area rather than coming up, up, up. Yes, exactly. Everything should go down. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, You can go through some other things, but another one that I feel contributes is like either tight hamstrings or tight hip flexors. So um, I've talked about this in class and it's also, if you look at pretty much all my blogs, I kind of beat the same muscle groups and same stretches and strengthening, but hamstrings are another good one, especially if you're sitting a lot because they're Mm -hmm. going to be in a shortened position. And so those can get really tight, really easily, or just any, even strengthening exercises. There's a lot of different workouts that can target hamstrings, but then that can make them tight. Right. So I really like any hamstring stretch, a standing hamstring stretch with your leg straight out in front of you sitting, you know, there's a lot of ways to stretch your hamstrings and I'll kind of leave that open for anybody that is like, yep, I like stretching my hamstrings this way. Do that. Yep. Um, downward dogs, another really good one to get after your hamstrings because it gets yeah. your too, which tends, they tend to all be tight together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you said tight hip flexors. Was, yeah. That yeah. one I really like Cobra. I really like having mm-hmm. people like in a prone position and pressing up like on your stomach extending back arms back as far as you can. Um, or like the runners half kneeling runners stretch is another good one to get after those. Um, and then strengthening a lot of times glutes aren't kicking in for both of those. And so your hip flexors work more than they need to hamstrings work more than they need to. Um, it's very common for us to see people with low back pain where hamstrings are firing and glutes are not, or glutes are kicking in later. And it's like, Oh, so, you know, anything that works your glutes, especially without hamstrings. And one of my favorite exercises for that is bridges. Your hamstrings yeah. still work. So some, I don't want somebody, but your hamstrings are working. Well, they are, <laughs> but if right. you're consciously doing a butt squeeze first, yeah. you're getting the glutes to kick in and then firing them as you're going up, yeah. hamstrings are kicking in eventually, but bridges are really good. And I think sometimes two people overthink what they need to do to address their problem one or two exercises is enough. We're really just trying to get those muscles to turn on and get that neuromuscular connection going. And if you can do that and do it well, I mean, I think sometimes when we overdo it, we're like, Oh, I have 10 exercises to address my problem. Right. Okay, when do you have time to do those 10 exercises? Yeah. Right. You might not. Cause you want to do your run or you want to do your yeah. you know, morning workout. And then when do you have time for the 
ones, but you can fit in one or two exercises before that workout or after that run, or you can stretch during the day at some point in time. Um, so kind of making it as simple as possible to target what you need to target, I guess would be my. Right. Exactly. Stretch, and strength, so- and make it simple. <laughs> Three <laughs> S's. Yes. Three S is good. I like that. And something, another S for us, something beats nothing. Yes. So that is also a helpful thing to remember when we feel overwhelmed or we feel like we only have this amount of time, you know, doing something um, is going to beat nothing every time. Okay. So when you were saying that I got an idea of like, um, okay. So when you were saying the some of the problem with the hip flexors and the hamstrings can be that your glutes are not turning on when you want them to, or in the correct way. Uh, so one thing in the bridge exercise is a great one. One thing that I've found, and I think I learned this from a physical therapist a while back too, is waking up, you know, we do workouts in the morning all the time, fitness inspired, but you know, if we're working on something like making sure let's see our glutes firing when we want to like waking them up first. So doing a bridge early on. So then when we're doing other exercises, the glutes fire, is that true with like all muscle groups or it works Um, glutes, right? I'm going to say, and this is, you know, my specialty area tends to be hip, back, neck. Okay. So I'm going to speak mostly to like the trunk. So neck, Uh mid back, um, a lot of times the problems are core glutes and then like mid back, upper back scap stabilizers. Okay. So like those tend to be where I find a lot of people are not strong, have tightness, like pec tightness. Yep. Um, and because the pecs are tight, then everything in the back are, isn't working as well as it should. Right. And that's your shoulder problem. So I don't know if right. I answered. So I guess what I'm asking, so we can wake up the glutes and that helps turn them on. So that's one thing. If your glutes aren't firing, we can wake them up first, like early on in your workout during the warm up. I'll like to do a bridge sometimes if we're going to be doing some glute work. Exactly. So could the same thing apply with, so you were saying the, the upper traps shouldn't be turning on as much as they are. Yeah. And so what can, what do we need to turn on the, the lats and how could we do that? So really, I mean, I really like the shoulder blade squeezes, you know, just yeah. kind of down and back that kind of gets everything, everything yeah. going, turning on, engaging. Okay. Um, that's probably my favorite one, but yeah. then also I really like lat pull downs. Yeah. So lat pull downs. Um, and there's some really good exercises that kind of combine the two. Like if you do a lat pull down, with like mm-hmm. a tall kneel extension, or okay. even lap pull down with your bridge. You know, you'd have to do some anchoring, obviously. But I really like doing, I like doing a lap pull down with like, okay, if you're holding your band, let's yep. say both yep. hands, and just using your opposite yeah. arm as an anchor. Right. And just doing stuff there. Like sometimes I'll even do that because yeah, there's so many like connections with your body. But lats are a big one. Lats can actually affect your glutes and your hips and all that junk too. Mm. They go across the lumbar spine, but I love a lat pull down. It's probably yeah. one of my go-to exercises and just, or just shoulder blade squeezes. Yeah. I or love you can even things. do these without, you know, if you were like, I just need to wake them up. Just yeah. Like squeeze those shoulder even blades just like, down and back. Right. So just like pulling it down and yeah. just like waking that, that movement up. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Cause it's, that can go a long way, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I would say, and I think the other thing too, is when you turn them on, you know, you're trying to get them to fire, but you're also reminding your brain that they're there. And so that's that, again, that neuromuscular connection, you're trying to improve that, that piece of the circuitry. So, right. Yeah. I always tell people like, don't get mad at your body for trying to help you. Like it's trying to do what you're wanting to do, but it's just doing it in the way that we like it's compensating or it's trying to like push you to do what it is. And so that's like part of, you know, your job and my job, Katie is to like, look and say like, okay, but our goal is this. So how can we, uh, do an exercise that actually doesn't hurt us in another way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's challenge, right. Right. And there's no one size fits all answer. That's the hard part about exercise is like mm-hmm. what works for one person doesn't always work for somebody else and not in the same combination. And so that's, again, going back to like, you really need to be your own body advocate and use the tools and the resources that you have yeah. at, to your benefit. But at the end of the day, you've you know, you've got to put all those pieces together for what works best for you. Um, so what, you know, I modify stuff all the time still just because like, I'll be doing a workout video or or trying a workout exercise or something. And it's like, my body will not do that. Yeah. I'm not going to push it to, right. Do I want to be in amazing shape? Of course, but I don't want to hurt myself in the process. And sometimes a modification can actually help you turn on those muscles better than trying to do the full exercise. So, and the other problem is people, and you are included in this, um, people don't realize that the instructors are, you're included in the instructors, not the people. Um, (laughs) Instructors are in amazing shape. This is their job. This is what they do. They spend hours a day exercising. We are showing up for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever the length of the class is, and then going about the rest of our day. But fitness instructors, if that's their main job, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Four hours a day. Like they're doing that for their job. Like we're doing our jobs. Right. Right. They're going to be able to do different things and there might be people at that level, but there also aren't. And so I think people want to keep up because they want to prove to themselves that they are strong, Mm -hmm. but it's more important to build into that. It is. It is. And a check in and know that doesn't matter what you do. Like there has been countless times it's not a straight line trajectory. Progress is not a straight line trajectory. We want to work within, you know, our limitations. And, you know, for example, if we're working on um, maybe your anaerobic threshold, for example, your, how much work you're able to do cardio wise, you're going to flirt with that anaerobic threshold to improve over time, but you're not going to like blast through it and expect expect that that's going to help you so much. It's like gradual work over time and keep on showing up, right? Keep on showing up for yourself. So as we kind of finish, let's, let's empower ourselves. And, uh, what would you like to leave us with Katie, just, uh, to help us something we could do today or this week that you think is going to help us in the long run? You know, I think the biggest thing is honestly tune into your body and listen to your body and think of it what it needs. I think that's a lot of times where pain becomes um, really chronic and also like accept the pain. 
It's normal. It's a biological response. Your body was designed to have pain. So don't be mad at your body. Just love it and listen to it. Give it what it needs. That's probably the best piece of advice. And then if you get stuck, go find a PT. That's right. (laughs) If you get stuck, we are here for you. Come chat with us and, you know, um, we will send you to the, you know, the places and the people that you need to the best of our ability, but advocate for yourself. And, oh, I love that so much. It's so good. What a great place to like leave ourselves with is like, don't get mad at your body or at yourself. Like it is a biological response. Is that what you said? Yep. Biological. It was built into us. So (laughs) it's data. It's good for us. Exactly. Well, Well, thank you. So you can find Katie at livefitnessinspired.com slash PT. And she's talking about blog, these amazing blogs that she writes each month. Uh, we do this group coaching from time to time so we can actually help people. We're open to doing workshops with what, with what others, with what you need. So please let us know like where, where you need help and, and we'll meet you where you're at right now, not expecting you to like, sometimes people like come to me and they're like, yeah, but I can't do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, that's okay. Let's start where you are right now. And that's great. Exactly. exactly. You got to start somewhere. So exactly where you need to be right now. And let's start making the, the one empowering step that we can today and give ourselves a little pat on the back. And a <laughs> breath. Great that job. Was- Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Katie. I appreciate you. Yep. Thanks, Kirsten. Have a good day. You too. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love to Live with Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day. And last thing is get on our list for our hump day inspiration. And that can be found at livefitnessinspired.com. All of this is free. Have a great day and I'll talk to you next week.